Welcome to the Zen Crypto Show, where we explain cryptocurrencies and blockchain technology in simple terms, so you can feel comfortable interacting with crypto and investing in these exciting new digital assets. I'm your host, Sebastian Couture. If you've sent or received crypto, you've already had to deal with wallet addresses. An address is that long string of characters you see in your wallet, and generally it's represented as a QR code. Crypto wallet addresses are not really human-friendly, and one project, which started on Ethereum, makes it such that you can attach a human-readable name to your address. That project is ENS, or Ethereum Name Service. In this episode, we'll look at ENS in three parts. First, we'll look at what are domain names. Second, we explain what ENS is and how it works. And finally, we'll talk about how the ENS system is managed. Let's get started. Domain names are not a new concept. In fact, we interact with domain names all the time. When you type a website into your browser's address bar, you're using the web's domain name service. Domains were invented to make it easier for people to share their website or email address with others. Because behind every domain name, there's an IP address, which is kind of difficult to remember. So for example, the domain name google.com actually points to a server in a data center somewhere with the IP address 142 dot two five zero dot two oh one dot one seven four every computer on the internet has one of these numbers it's how computers on the internet identify each other the global domain name system is like a massive phone book which has every domain name and its corresponding ip address when you type google.com into your browser your computer first sends a request to the domain name system asking for the corresponding IP address. The domain name system sends it back to you, and then once the browser knows the IP address of the website it's looking for, it's able to make the next request to pull down the website. In the very early days of the internet, domain names weren't very common, and people would send around IP addresses to connect to the very primitive message boards of the day. But DNS was immensely important to the growth and adoption of the web because it meant that companies and people could just register a human-readable domain name, which is easier to remember and to share. Just imagine what our modern world would look like if the websites and email addresses we use every day were still identified by IP addresses. Sure, send me an email. I'm at Sebastian at 142.250.201.174. Ethereum's name service, or ENS, works towards a similar goal and hopes to bring crypto out of its IP address phase and into the human-readable name era. Anyone can register an ENS name and have it correspond to their Ethereum address. So when you want to share your wallet address with someone, instead of providing them a long and complicated address like 0xe4b6whatever, or having to show them a QR code, you can share your ENS name. It could be yourname.eth or ilovecats.eth, as long as no one else has registered those. ENS names are easy to remember, and they're pretty hard to get wrong. 
If you want to register an ENS name, go to the ENS website, which is ens.domains. Here, you can check if it's available. If it is, you pay a small fee to the ENS app, which we'll talk about later, to register your ENS name for up to 10 years in one-year increments. Go ahead, try it for yourself. Go to ens.domains and see if your name is available for registration. The main extension for ENS is .eth. That's what most people register, and it's sort of the equivalent of .com on the web. But it's also possible to register ENS names corresponding to regular domain names. So for example, one could register the corresponding ENS name for websites like mytravelblog.com or cryptopodcast.show. If they're available, it's possible to have an ENS name be linked to a website. The ENS website has documentation on how to do this. If you want to check which Ethereum address corresponds to an ENS name, that's easy too. In your web browser, go to etherscan.com. That's E-T-H-E-R-S-C-A-N.com. This is a block explorer, and it allows you to see all of the activity happening on the Ethereum blockchain. Here you can search for an ENS name. Go ahead and try thebestwallet.eth. This is Zengo's ENS name. Here you should see the resolved address as 0x52cf, etc. That's the corresponding Ethereum address for Zengo's ENS name. And at the bottom of the page, you'll see all the transactions relating to the registration of this ENS name. Projects like ENS are important because they make it less intimidating for regular people to use crypto and send payments to each other. It's far more reassuring to manipulate something you can remember and that's easy to type into your phone rather than a long string of characters one needs to triple check before hitting send. Every time I send crypto to a new address I paste it from somewhere and the amount is significant, I still get a bit of anxiety making sure the destination address is correct. And as we've discussed in previous episodes, sending money to an incorrect address means it's lost forever. The stakes in crypto are far too high to leave room for uncertainty. ENS was invented by researchers at the Ethereum Foundation in 2017. And today, the project is maintained by dozens of developers in the Ethereum community. By the way, the Ethereum Foundation is a non-profit organization which funds much of the development work happening in Ethereum. One of the cool things about ENS is that it's decentralized. That's right. It's a decentralized application, or DAP. The registry of names and corresponding addresses is stored on the Ethereum blockchain. It's not maintained by a company or stored in the cloud. And the process for registering a name, well, it's managed by the ENS DAP itself, or the smart contract. That's the program which runs on the Ethereum blockchain. The money generated by ENS name registrations is held and controlled by the DAP in what is called a Decentralized Autonomous Organization, or DAO. This is essentially a nonprofit on a blockchain, and it's where the users of ENS get to vote on what the money is used for. So when an ENS name is registered, 
the proceeds are added to what is called the community pool, which is controlled by the DAO. People in the ENS community can make proposals to the DAO on how to spend the money, and users of ENS get to vote on these proposals. The community pool can fund things like developers who work on improving ENS by paying them salaries, or even allocate marketing budgets to sponsor things like conferences. We'll do a whole episode on DAOs in the future. What's really cool about all this is the fact that the governance of the system and its treasury is managed by the community. Just compare that to the web's domain name system, which allows you to buy the domain name for your website. It's controlled by an international organization called ICANN, which isn't very transparent. And ICANN gets to decide on things like domain name pricing and controls who's allowed to create new domain extensions. You might have noticed that in the last couple of years, there are a lot of new websites that use new extensions like .paris, .shop, .coffee, etc. The companies who want to create these extensions for use by their companies or to sell them to others usually have to pay ICANN amounts in the millions. One thing which the web's DNS system and ENS have in common is domain name squatting. This is when someone buys a domain name which is considered to be valuable and just sits on it until someone is ready to buy it for a hefty price tag. This is called domain name squatting and it's a huge industry on the web worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Back in the 90s, people bought domain names like pets.com, cars.com, or insurance.com and sat on them for years until someone was ready to pay them millions of dollars to put their website there. The same phenomenon exists in ENS. And because it's open source and isn't controlled by a single entity, there's no recourse for ENS names which violate copyright. One of the things you should keep in mind is that ENS names may allow others to peek into your finances. If it's known to everyone that your ENS name is yourname.eth, they can see every transaction you make. So be aware that ENS names do compromise your privacy. To summarize, ENS names are a powerful tool for the adoption of crypto and one of the coolest apps I've seen. Lots of people put their ENS names in their Twitter profile to signal to others that they're crypto users. And there's a massive community of people that have formed around this project. Similar naming systems exist for blockchains like Bitcoin, Solana, and Cosmos as well, and projects like Unstoppable Domains, FIO Protocol, and Handshake allow you to use human-readable names with other blockchains. And I predict that as more and more people use crypto, blockchain-based naming systems like these will become commonplace. So perhaps now is a good time for you to get your own ENS name just like when you got your first email address. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Zen Crypto Show, which is produced by Zengo, where you can buy, sell, trade, and earn cryptocurrencies with mind-bending simplicity and safety. If you enjoyed this episode, head over to Apple Podcasts and let us know what you learned by leaving a review. And if you'd like to suggest a topic for future episodes, email podcast at zengo.com. Until next time, stay zen.